What's up, guys? Welcome to Talking With A Fat Dad podcast. Um, got a guest with me this week called Hannah George. Uh, I'll let Hannah introduce herself into us in a second. Uh, it's a subject which I'm not that clued up on, football, or if you're listening to the, in the US, soccer. Um, I'm not the biggest football fan over here. I like football. I grew up with my dad being a Man United fan, so I kind of followed Man United. As I got older, a lot of my mates supported Birmingham City, so I used to go and watch Birmingham City. For me, anytime football's on the TV, I'll watch it. I can sort of watch it as basically a neutral, but um, don't know loads of the ins and outs and stats and everything. This is a bit of a blind one, so I'm going to let Hannah lead me on a lot of this. Um, the good thing is about, I suppose, last season, the way Liverpool won the league, I think even if you're a Man United fan, you have to appreciate exactly how good they really were. Um, so I'm going to chuck it over to Hannah. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to say who you support if you play for a different team. Are you, are you allowed to do that? Yeah, why not? I am a Liverpool fan, obviously, uh, following my dad. So, yeah, last season when we won, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good time. <laughs> you know what yes. I did it for me is, is I like Klopp. I like just how good Jurgen Klopp is. To me, he's like a proper manager. He's like animated and he, he really looks like he... It's not just a job. It seems like he absolutely lives it and loves it. Yeah, 100%. He's just, he just looks like a, such a great guy and you'd love to, you know, be part of his team and be around him every day. He just seems like a great character. And it looks like, to me, the players want to play for him. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. I think, controversially, I grew up, obviously, with my dad being a Man United fan. I used to watch Alex Ferguson, how, how animated he used to be. And even growing up as a Liverpool fan, I'd like to think that you'd agree with that, that he's probably one of the best that's ever done it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, he always found a way to, to get the win, I think. And... You know, as a manager, you just—that's what you want from your players, and they—they they fought for him the same way Liverpool, uh, you know, fought for Jurgen Klopp. Do you so, see Klopp yeah. being around for a long time at Liverpool? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, but uh, we'll just wait and see because I'd love to see um, Steven Gerrard, you know, come back to Liverpool and and manage um, them. So. That's what I'm hoping for. If Jurgen Jurgen Klopp leaves, then Steven Gerrard will be next in line. See, as as a sort of a neutral, <clears throat> I'd like to see that, but I'd like to see it a little bit further down the line. Like Lampard's came into Chelsea, and I think I'd like to have seen that again further down the line. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a massive jump from going from Derby to then Chelsea, um, but but yeah, because that's a big it's a big job. And they're not; they haven't been performing like at the best. So yeah, it was a big job to take on. But I think you know Jarrah's doing a, a great job at Rangers at the minute. So I think he wants yeah. to build something there. <clears throat> and then Let's see where it goes. I think it's it's dangerous, isn't it? If you're if you're someone who's got legend status at a club, I think it'd be easy to say. I'm going to sail off into the sunset and just be remembered fondly. Or, 
suppose that competitive instinct you have as a player never goes away and you sort of always want to keep going and get better and better and it's just whether you damage your legacy and it that that's my that's my sticking point with it like you could go down as a being a fantastic player and then coming in as a as a manager and not doing well so i think i take my hat off to anybody that's got that status that tries to go back and do something more yeah i think the, it's it's definitely it's, a, a, it's it's a risky risky thing to do um because i'd probably be more happy to to leave as and known as a as a great player and then not fail as a, a manager because that's the last thing you'll probably be remembered for. <laughs> that's it. It's the thing that's freshest in the mind, I suppose. Um, yeah, that that'd be my only concern with it. I would like to see Gerard take on the Liverpool job of it at some point, but for now, I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't got a clue what's going on with football at the moment because <laughs> it's one of those things, like a lot of sports, I've sort of not paid any attention to it because with all that's going on in the world, are you getting a true reflection of how things should actually be or is it, is it much different? I mean, I know that, am I right in saying that there's suspensions in the women's leagues at the moment for COVID? So, uh, so far from, I think to today as such, uh, from my league. So it's essentially in terms of like the men's league, we're sort of like league one. So yeah. from League One downwards, I think I believe so far that all the yeah. So we're not hundred percent sure about the the Championship or the Super League, which is the two leagues above us. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think we'll find out further. But obviously, they've got they have more put into them, like the sponsors and stuff like that, and they get tested. I believe every every week if not twice a week as well so it all just depends on on how they feel how safe it is for them to carry on playing if you got if you got a phone call saying we're going to carry on and the next game's going to go ahead as planned what would you feel about it would you be like yeah great let's go and do it or a bit cautious um i think for me i just want I, my passion is just go and play football but then you have to step back and think, you know, you have players coming from. So our next game would be against Lincoln. And for me, I don't yeah. know what, where sort of what area they're in really and how the rates are. So, yes, I would be a bit cautious and then probably question it. Is it really safe to do so? Because um, yeah, obviously, I, I suppose... overall, it is, it's down, you know, you want to keep as many people safe as possible. And football isn't the most important thing at the minute. Um, and everybody's health and keeping people safe is so yeah probably would question that and and be like it's probably not the best thing to do so i know during the first lockdowns and stuff when they cancelled all sports to start with the argument was it will lift people's spirits to see sport back and when they said that i thought i can see why there'd be some merit to that argument but it's not just, I suppose, to look at it. I mean, again, I probably won't even touch the tip of the iceberg, but you're not even thinking of risk-wise for players, but players, players, families, coaching staff, medics. I mean, you probably won't have as many stewards and stuff like that because obviously there's no crowds, but there's a lot of people involved in making it actually happen, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there is, yeah. So many staff and, you know, 
people who manage like stadiums and wherever you play it's there is a lot of people involved even if, if there is no crowds um so yeah there is a lot of like things that you have to consider or people you have to consider um yeah so it's it's, it's a tough time to just get things right and it's So, at the moment, you are not only playing for West Brom, but you're captain of West Brom. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. How long have you been at West Brom? So, I've been at West Brom uh, for, I believe, three seasons. So, about two and a half years. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, something obviously being captain as well something that I didn't expect when I first initially went to West Brom um, but the manager just said to me that I've, I'm a bit competitive and I, <laughs> I like to win and I'm quite you know as I've got older a bit more vocal on the pitch and leading um, has become you know one of my strong points so and I was I was definitely honoured to be to be captain um, of, of West Brom and is that your first captaincy? It is, yes. Yeah. Of like mm. women's football, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And who else? What other teams have you played for? Aston Villa? So I played for Aston Villa and Birmingham City. So yeah, Birmingham City was from when I was probably uh, under 10s uh, until I was 19. So they were, you know, a big, a big club for me uh, growing up and then. Um, yeah, they've got a great sense of excellence. And then I went to the first team um, and then moved on to Villa. So just working my way around the Midlands, really. Did you get much stick going from Birmingham to Villa? Um, not, I wouldn't say, <laughs> ma I wouldn't say massively, but um, uh, my partner at the time, he was a, a, a Blues fan. So no, it didn't, it didn't go down too well. Um, the, the Villa kit, <laughs> the Villa kit had to be hidden in a drawer. And if it wasn't, it would probably be outside on the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, in terms of football, well, English football, you've got Man United, Liverpool, Birmingham Villa. There's, there's, they're sort of two, I, I think, of as being big rivals. But whether yeah. that's because I've been brought up with like I said, leaning towards Birmingham and to Man United, they're the ones that I pay more attention to. But they are that is quite a big rivalry. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so do you think I'll be honest, I've like I said I'll I'll watch football in my house. No one else is really into sport very much. So we don't have like many sport channels or anything like that. But if I'm kicking around and I can wrestle the remote off one of the kids for a bit, I'll watch whatever game's on, including women's games. And my... said I'm not the biggest football pro or analyst by any means, but I actually find the women's game sometimes more... How can I put it? I prefer watching it because... The, the argument in some sports is why, say, women and men can't compete in the same thing. Is like in, say, weightlifting. 
yeah. men have testosterone, it'd be a dis- disadvantage. And I, and I think if you look at it from a factual point of view, I get it. But I think the w- women's game seems to flow better for me. Yeah, I mean, like I've, I've said, I've, I've many conversations with people. I think technically, um, you know, I think women are very good. I mean, physically, obviously, we could, we could probably never compete with the men because they're a lot quicker, they're stronger, things like that. Um, but technically, it's it, it's it's good to watch. You know, the, the way we play football is is good. It might be not as not as quick, but you know, it's good like quality football. And you know, to to see like more women's games on the TV is good. So because when I was I was younger. I can really only remember it would be sort of once once a year that the the women's FA Cup final would be on on TV, and yeah. that's the only really time that I saw um, women's play football on TV. So you know, for for it to be like that, and then it's grown to having like the World Cups and the Euros on TV. Yep. I'm going to pull you back up there a little bit. I'm going to back that up because you saying that about women not competing with guys in reference to speed and whatever i'm i think seven years older than you and people who are listening to this probably won't realize that we used to be next door neighbors which is how we know one another and i remember being i don't know i'd guess you maybe you'd have been maybe seven i'm guessing and Obviously, I was seven years older than you and full of testosterone. You still ran, ran, run rings around me outside in the street. <laughs> so I don't think that's always always the case. And I think that there are, there are women players that if you did do a mixed team, I think there are women players that would leave some of the men in the dust. Yeah. I mean, you see certainly some of the goals. I mean, when it comes to sort of free kick taking – it doesn't, to me, matter if you're a man or a woman. If you've got a naturally gifted left foot or a naturally gifted right foot, to me, that's going to make very little difference. That's it. Well, yeah, definitely if it was like a mixed team because definitely some of the, the women, like the England players, are just, just athletes. Um, and it's, it's great yeah. to see. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, when I was younger, I would play with the lads because I think that it definitely helped me in my development in becoming that bit more aggressive, a bit more, you know, stronger. Um, and I, I wish I could play with the lads for longer, um, which you can, I think, at the minute, uh, longer yeah. than what I could have played with the lads for, um, which I think I would suggest to any, you know, young girl out there who wants to get involved is to play with the lads and go and go and play football and, and build yourself up that way. So definitely helped me. And I think what you said about like young girls and stuff, I think stereotypically years ago, it was football was seen as more of a boys sport. And I absolutely don't think that it is now. And I don't think that sort of little, you know, I think the world's changed. Like girls aren't, is a doll. This is what you should be playing with. You, know, you give a boy a football, this is what you should be playing with. I mean, if, if one of my daughters wanted to play football, I'd, I'd throw everything I could at them to to back them and push them into it, you know, if they wanted to do it. Do you see there's more younger girls taking it up? I I, I do. I see there's a lot of um, 
a lot more younger girls, um, like the the Centre of Excellence, the Academy at uh, West Brom. Um, they've got a, a great little setup. I think it starts from like under nines now, so the age group's younger to get them in earlier. Um, but yeah, it's just it's great to see when you get when you go around and you go and speak to to parents and stuff like that and they just come out and say oh yeah well we didn't we don't force them to do it they just come out and say I want I want to play and it is it's good to see and like like facilities and stuff I mean sometimes you'll see this is what I often wonder is you'll see on like news feeds players in training like men's players in training and whatever is it a similar sort of thing like you still get access to all the the training facilities that the club has? Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't uh, work out the same. Um, in, obviously, probably the higher leagues, like the Super League and the Championship, they get a lot of support from the men's club. Um, yeah. So they have probably their own facilities that they have. They can use their more full-time and part-time. Um, whereas we don't have the same facilities and um, we use the the academy, which is across the road from the Hawthorns. Um, and we only yep. train like twice a week. Um, but it's right. it's going in the right direction, and slowly we're being able to use more facilities, um, and and things like that. Um, but you know, it's it's, it's a work in progress. To me, as long as, if it's coming forward, then it's got to be a good thing because. Like I said, I've I've watched bits and I watched quite a lot of um, what was it? I forget all the years now. Twenty nineteen, the last women's yeah. World Cup. I remember watching bits of that, and the the thing that sticks in my mind was um, Alex Morgan sipping tea, which it was a goal celebration, and it was a jive at the English, as far as I was concerned. I I never read about it after, but that made. Yeah, headlines and stuff. And to me, I was sort of thinking, whether it's controversial or not, any headline, any publicity is good publicity. And if it's bringing more eyes to the sport, even though it's through something controversial, that's got to be a good thing, as much as it was a, a, a jive directly at the English and we went down 2-1, I believe. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Do, you think that, do you think that's that's a good thing, that eyes were brought to it via... Any means, hundred oh, percent. Any like they say, any publicity is, is good publicity. So, um, yeah, and it's funny that like, she actually come over and she she has been playing for for Tottenham um, for the past month yeah. or so. So you know she must have been you know attracted to the football somehow, and um, to come over and play. Um, but yeah, so yeah, like I said, it it is good publicity, whether it's you know a joke or things like that <laughs> so I, I did wonder whether that was a preempted thing do that in front of the english you know the, the, the england sort of the home of football was it a sort of preempted if i get a goal i'm gonna do this because it's gonna bring a bit of headlines i don't know if she was being a little bit clever clever with it was my my take from it and i hope that that was the case because if that's the case it sort of worked because it was you know they were talking about it on talk sport and you said any publicity is good publicity as far as I'm concerned yeah. I, I, I just thought 
maybe it was it could have been one of those things that she just happened to do there and then on the spot. There's probably interviews that explains it, but I didn't read it. But I believe the US national team for football or soccer as they call it is they're they're pretty sharp, are they? Is that fair yeah, to say? No, definitely. Um obviously over in, in America they've always been sort of top in the women's sort of football area. I know a few girls have gone over there to university um so they can train and play full time. Um so yeah definitely hundred percent that the the American team they're they're very good and they are true athletes and it's nice to see that a few of the the Americans have actually come over to the Super League um and and to play. Um and you know they're just they are standouts in that league as well. You can sort of t- you can they most of them are pretty good. Yeah, definitely. So they they've come from sort of clubs that train sort of full time, and whereas uh, the yep. leagues over here have only sort of in the past five years have sort of gone into full time routines. Um, so yeah, they're they're just athletes really, and they've come and just proved themselves over here. And like with if sponsorships and stuff like that do you get approached or do you have to sometimes go out and sort of try and find your own sponsorship so like how does that sort of work so um we do sort of try and find our own sponsors uh this year i've I joined a, an agency um uh, ignite soccer agency who um they basically just helped me try and get a few a few more sponsors this year and um, they've been really helpful and they they're trying to get more involved in in the women's game, um. So there's a couple of players from from my team who also use them, um. Yeah, so I've got so obviously from work I've got um a few sponsors from there from just chatting to people really. And one of my regulars he owns like a a garage, so he said he'll sponsor me, and then Marston's as well, um. So obviously working for them, which is you know. A great help that they've sponsored me this season as well. And is it in terms of you look at the sort of I don't ask you anything which is too awkward, but the men's game and the women's game, when I was I've been speaking to a few people that I work with and stuff about having you on here and saying I just think it's a really good conversation to, to be had. And people say, Oh, I don't understand how the men get paid all that money and the women don't. Is it just down to the fact that the men's game, there's so many TV deals, sponsorships and, you know, rights and merchandising and the money that comes in can then go back into it? Is that literally what it boils down to? I I would think, yeah, pretty much, yeah. It is all about having that backing, um, that link between the men's team as well. Um, And, yeah, having the sponsorships and TV deals and, all those things that, that add up. Um, I'd be quite happy with just 10% of uh, what a, a male player gets. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, it's, it's again, it's a, it's a work in progress. It's a, it's going in the right direction. Um, so in the future, maybe we could be getting there. I think, I mean, you know, football's one of those things. That, like, the, some of the jaw-dropping figures that you see, that 
of money that are involved. You just think, like, <laughs> how is it even sustainable? Like, surely at some point it's got to just go bang. Like, it can't keep going. Um, but to me, I don't mind if it keeps going. But I, <laughs> as, as a as a man and someone who's not, you know, the biggest football fan in the world, I, I would like to see it evened up a little bit. But I, I get that it can't be evened up until the money comes into the sport. Like, but then, if that's the case, I'd like to see more of it on TV, the women's game, because then, to me, the more it gets on, the more people are going to watch it, the more money is available within the sport. Yeah. That's that's what I'd like to see, personally. Yeah, like, and me, to be honest. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of those things that, again, it is the publicity but I think we, we it is going in the right direction with the way there is a few more games and you know but it's it's going to take I think it's going to take a t- take a while to do so um but it's just trying to like because a lot of to the older generation are always setting their setting their ways as such um so it is yeah. getting us out to the more probably younger generation in the future that Yes, we can. We could be earning as much as as what the men the men do. And do you when you're at when you're at a club? Do you ever have almost like sort of much interaction with the, the players from the men's teams at any of the clubs you've been at? Um, not not really, to be honest. Um, we had a group photo. I think the start of last season with the men's team, um, which was nice. Um, I had yeah. a few conversations with with a few a few of the men. Um, they were like really, you know, welcoming. Um, yeah, and but I think that's the only really time that we've been in in and around the men's team. Obviously, now it's quite difficult to do so um, with COVID. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say at the moment. You... It's not. Yeah, at the moment that's not that's not yeah. impossible, I guess. But I, I just wondered whether because it is you sort of fall under the the badge of the club, whether it was sort of whether normally you would get sort of you know, maybe some of the guys come over and say, Oh, I noticed you were doing this or I know, sharing a bit of technique or some I didn't know if it was all sort of under one big banner or I, obviously I don't know. I think works. that's that's what they're working towards I think a lot in, in the other clubs again in the higher leagues yes they've got a, a better connection um but I think you know it's they are working to become sort of one big club um, and for me I, I would love to see a few of the men in and around our training or our young academy training um and just giving that a bit of advice a bit of support um but I think that would that would be a good thing, and hopefully, when when all this is over, we can make a better better connection. Like I said before, with, with when it comes to free kicks and stuff, I mean, I don't think it'd be a bad idea once COVID's over for some of the women to go into the men's team and say, "I watched you on Saturday. That was woeful. Come here and let me show you how to do this." <laughs> I think that'd be uh, would be that'd be pretty interesting. I read um. I read a meme the other day that made me laugh and it said, how come on a Sunday you can get a lad who can turn up for a game of football 
swing a corner in after drinking 10 pints of Stella, four tequilas and a curry, and then a guy on 90 grand a week can't do it. <laughs> it that just made me smile. And I thought with, with this chat coming up, I thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, that is, it's funny. true, though. Uh, they get paid so much to, uh, you know, train every day. And it's beyond me how they can't use their weaker foot sometimes as well. You know, sort of what are you doing all day? <laughs> what are you practising? TikTok, oh, yeah. probably. There is that. <laughs> so, when it comes to international, have you done any international work with football? So, I did a few training camps with um, England under 19s at St George's Park. Yeah. Um, I mean, that for me was was a great experience um, to be around there because their facilities are just so good, like unreal. Um, but yeah. yeah, other than that, it was sort of because of working as well as, you know, playing, it was difficult to just commit to. They would sort of ring me up one day if I'd be on standby and be like, oh, we need you to come down to St. George's Park. And I was just like, well, it's not realistic. So I've got to go to work. So they can't just re and work, say, oh, yeah. I'm not going to be here for four days. Because, you know. That's the difficulty yeah, like, of it, isn't it? But you sort of. It's the dream to have that caller, but if you've got, it's almost like you've got two lives, almost, isn't it? Like you can't just chop one off to suit the other, and yeah, that's a great shame. But I imagine the first time you ever had a correspondent saying, "Can you come down and train?" I imagine that must have been the best feeling. Oh yeah, it was just, it was just like it was crazy because we found out in training, and like I think it was a blues, and um. They were like, oh, you've been selected for an England camp. I was like, wow, just crazy. Because I was just there just playing football and, you know, just doing the best that I can. And it was, again, just a great, great feeling. And to be in and in, in around all the other girls from different clubs and, you know, getting to know each other. It was, it was a good, good experience. Yeah, I, bet it, I, I can imagine it would be. I can imagine. I mean, do you know do you know many of the girls that have gone on and played under the three lion shirt, lionesses? So I think Kira Walsh, she plays for Man City. I actually, I think I ruined with her for a second, the second camp that I went with. Again, she was a great player. Leah Williamson, centre half. She's she's obviously still quite young. They're slowly breaking into to the, the lionesses team. Uh, there's a few others, um, but yeah, it's 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 strange to see like people you you sort of been around when you're younger and then they're just breaking through, which is it's good it's good to see. Yeah, I bet it, it's it's a weird one because I'm trying to sort of think yeah, but but it's it is odd when you it's it's always good to see someone that you know or you've trained with or whatever sort of almost break that ceiling and get to that next level. I think there's a little bit in all of us that wants to see people that we like and admire do that. But in regards to like a lifespan, of a like career lifespan, you obviously started pretty young and went through the academies. What, if you were to sort of retire via injury or whatever, 
is there much that you could go on to like coaching training would there be anything like that that would interest you sort of I'm not trying to put the put the end to your career <laughs> right now but looking at future like <laughs> is that something that you'd consider doing I I think if you know when when my career does come to an end as such it I think I don't think I could be without football so I would have to I think go and do my coaching badges and and things like that and get involved some way in in a team or you know being part of a club um yeah because I think I'd I'd drive myself mad not being in a it's got you bad (laughs) yeah yeah and definitely especially with like these lockdowns and stuff it's just like I'm there just kicking the ball against the wall on my own (laughs) <laughs> through the covid stuff um, have, you, have you found it well, yeah it's, it's have, has it made you sort of train more being at home or have you found it oh god i've got to go and train like which way have you gone with it i think it's a, a bit of both uh it's you'll have like a few weeks where you're right right i'm on top of it i can train and do this do that and you know I'm doing well and then you'll have your the other weeks where you think I just especially in the first lockdown you're thinking well how long am I going to be doing this for because I've got not got an end goal I don't know when we're going to come out and be able to play and then you just have a bit of like a moment where you think okay maybe I just I you know don't want to train today and you know or just have a break and, and stuff like that so yeah definitely a bit of both um but yeah it's like now I think I've got to be focused because at any point we could could be in two weeks could be in four weeks so I've got to keep myself fit because we will go straight back in, into the I suppose that's the, the thing like as soon as you get I mean the updates the government stuff and whatever happens I've, I've give up with a lot of it and I don't really watch it but I suppose you've got to be literally ready because it could be they could just ring and say yeah we're next game is scheduled to be so and so. It's going ahead. It's no good turning up, I suppose. Two stone overweight, going. Oh God! You still got. You still. Um, <laughs> no. You've got to be ready to go, haven't you? Like I suppose, I'd have been no good for lockdown because I've just come out even fatter than ever. <laughs> I'd have been the most useless person in the world. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it is difficult to. It's obviously over Christmas now, so we we all ate and drank as as much as we want as such and so as soon as obviously tomorrow comes it's salads all the way I think and um and a, a oh. run so yeah it's just it's just staying focused and and just trying to keep your mindset of you know I want to do my best for the team when we get back to it and I've got to lead by example and be ready for, for those games I was going to ask you as well of, out of all the goals that you've grabbed, is there one that stands out? Because I saw one on Facebook, I think it was from 2017 in a Villa shirt. And from the angle it was the video was taken out, it looked like it was a, a good way out and it went straight in the top left corner. Is that one of them? Or have you got, is that like a nothing? That, you've got way better. That... <laughs> so that one for me, yeah, definitely definitely my top two um so my my favorite was we were in the 
national FA National League plate final and I had a free kick at the edge edge of the box and it was quite out wide to the right and one of the girls go Jahan just hit this and I was like all right this this was like the first five minutes in a final and I was thinking well I'll just swing it in far post and see what happens um, and it hit the inside of the post and went in and I was just like that's crazy I couldn't believe it um, like I've not, I don't score many goals, and then to score in like the first five minutes of the final, I was, I was over the moon. It's funny, isn't it? Though I suppose like, you're not a striker, are you? So I mean, so no, for, left for a left, back. I mean, I'm quite a keen golfer, and I've played rounds and rounds and rounds of golf, some with your dad, and you don't remember. You always remember certain shots on certain courses, and I, I suppose it's the same with. With you, you remember certain. Be like a goalkeeper safe and a penalty. Like there's certain things that you're gonna. It's always gonna stick with you. And I suppose if 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 you yeah. if you're banging in the odd wonder goal, I suppose that's an easy thing to always remember. You're never gonna forget that. Definitely, I'll take it as well. Yeah, I was more than happy, and and we won, so it it was a all day. A, Makes a great, it even sweeter. Um, yeah, and I actually scored recently. Um, so after an own goal, wasn't it? Against not. Yes, after an goal. So yeah, I scored straight from a corner. Um, so it was a bit of like preempted as such because one of the girls come up to me before and said, "Look, nobody's watching the near post." She said, "The girl on the front post, she's about two foot tall." Said, "If you swing it in, the keeper's not even watching." And that's exactly what I did. And she wasn't watching. And Actually, from in. the corner kick. From the corner kick, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's <laughs> that's like one of those things you occasionally see on, like, well, you don't really see it televised very much, but that'd be one of those things, if you did that playing with your mates, you'd be like, I cannot believe that's just happened. So to do that in a competitive environment, <laughs> as if you just run the corner straight in. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was funny. Like all the girls was like, I can't believe you just done that. It was pure jammy, such a fluke. I was like, no, not a chance. Yeah, I, I actually meant I intended that. to do it. Someone's <laughs> came up and mentioned it, so I've, I've I've tried to do it. Yeah, I think that's wicked. I really do. <laughs> now the last time I think we saw each other properly, this is going away from football a little bit, was at your dad's birthday, which yeah was a fantastic day fantastic evening that didn't really end very well for me um i'll explain this to people listening because it is a funny story i think we'd um we went and played a little nine-hole golf course um which was funny because obviously some people play golf and some people didn't and i think we got back into the it was like a hotel wasn't it was it a hotel yeah yeah we we booked the room um and we all started having. A, I think I started on the gin about midday. Um, went to the party, great night, and the DJ decides as the last song of the evening, going to play Dirty Dancing. I decided after probably a good twelve-hour drinking session to throw my mate up in the air and recreate the iconic lift. And the only. <laughs> The only lift that happened that night was me onto a stretcher 
with a leg shaped like a banana to go to the hospital. And I can just remember that the next morning, everyone, like, they sort of brought me back in a cast. And you can, <laughs> you can know from being like, what have you done? <laughs> and it's just funny. Like, people say, oh, that's horrendous. And I, I kind of wish I had a more manly story as to how I managed to break my tibia and fibia. But it, it's not a manly story. But I'm never going to forget it. No, definitely. It was a good, good evening, and then it was just like, wow. I mean, it was really impressive how you managed to do it, and it's a, it's a great story, and you're never gonna forget it. Um, but like, I remember just coming down, going, "Oh, all right, Dad, where's Carl on the floor?" Well, the funny thing is, because <laughs> my mum and dad look- were there, they'd gone to bed, they'd had enough of the whatever, and I think a lot of people had sort of left the party and gone up to their rooms, and then they came down. Obviously, my mum woke up that morning with a text saying, don't panic, but Carl's broke his leg. And I, I sort of, they came and picked me up and they were like, I can't believe this. Because obviously at the time I was self-employed and you just think, oh no, this this is not ideal. But last time I spoke to your dad about it, he came over, uh, I can't remember when it was, went out for some food and stuff with him. And he was like, it just, it's just a shame that you had a great day and that ruined it. I was like, I don't see it. It didn't ruin it. I still had a great day. I just happened to break my leg. <laughs> if you had, if, saying about breaking legs, if you had any injuries since you've been playing, like sort of badish um, ones. Touch wood. No, 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 no. Oh, no. no I wish I, I had the last one. Um, nothing other than sort of hamstring strains, you know, sort of ankle rolling, stuff like that, ligaments. But um, I've been fairly lucky. Um, I am touching wood. No, you've asked me that question. <laughs> I am as well now. As soon as I said it, I thought, no, no, no. But um, one thing I I noticed about the women's game, and this could be controversial, and honestly, I don't care whether it is, the women don't roll around as much as the men. The women seem to just get the tackle, get up. You don't see all this play acting or... I, from what I've seen, you don't no, see as much of it. Definitely not as, not as much at all. Um, it was one of those. If you put a good tackling on somebody, and maybe did catch them a bit, yes, they'll they'll hit the deck, but more than likely they'll probably just get back up and and shake it off and carry on, not make a big meal out of it. If if studs go in the back of your leg, it's yeah, I don't mind. If someone gets studded, you can look at it and go, "Oh, yeah, I'd have, I'd have had to have a minute there." But when someone's took the ball, not even touched you, and you've rolled, and you know it's an Oscar-winning performance, I think that's why I don't win, watch much actual football. So let's get your views on something else. VAR. Is it it's, in the is it in the women's no, game as well? Um, it's a good job. Thank God for that. That makes me want to watch yeah, it even more. Are, well, you know, it's it's one of those. I think we should sack it off. But yeah. When they were saying about bringing it in, I thought this could be fantastic. And I was quite excited to see what it'd do. But it's just ruined the entire sport. It's to a point where you you want to see goals 
that's what you watch it. You want to see you want to see the goals, and you see in some goals that you think that's great, but you almost can't celebrate it because you've got to wait and see what the yeah. little screen. It just says. takes the whole like, excitement and enjoyment out of the game, when, especially when you score a goal. It's just. It's taken the sort of the sparkle out of watching it because you you watch something happen and go in and normally you know, obviously not so much me but people who are really into it sort of jump up off the sofa or whatever and yeah and you you sort of can't now like even if before obviously all this kicked off you watch a game in a pub there's just like that delayed yeah it's like it a delayed weird. reaction and what to frustrates everything. me probably one of the most is how defenders defend like in and around the box um with hands behind the back because that's that's not natural and um, to do that and you puts you off balance anyway and then you're actually just letting yeah. people pass you um yeah it's just a bit awkward and it's not it's not the same i don't know whether var is the problem or the actual rules aren't Whereas before, you, you could play in the grey areas a little bit. I think with VAR, it's either yes or no. So they either need to tweak some of the rule changes, like the offside rule. If a toe is offside or a shoulder, I think there should be a tweak in there, and that could maybe not be so bad. But I know a lot of people who are sort of really into football, and the one lad I know is a United fan, never misses a game and always watches it. And it, recently I know that he hasn't watched all of it. And I think it, you're almost going to shy fans away from the sport, I think. I think they've yeah. got to do something about it pretty it's, it's quick. It's become just very, I don't know, a few games that I've watched recently very just slow and boring because they're just scared to make a mistake or, you know, it's, 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 it's just a bit strange. It is... One of those where you think, oh, yeah, VAR's checking, and you think, well, I've, what have I missed? Because I didn't see anybody handball it or things like that, and it just delays everything. Yeah, I thought that would be a good good thing to bring up, and the fact that you laughed as soon as I mentioned those three letters, I think, was testament to that. So the only other thing I want to ask you is, what have your career highlights been so far, and is there anything that you really specifically like to do whilst you're whilst you're still submerged in it if covid goes out the window and you can have something is there an achievement you'd like to sort of get ticked off so uh career highlights so far uh i think it had to be obviously not last season the season before when we did the double with west brom and won the league and the plate um was the first first season that i was captain so that, that that meant a lot to me. Um, we're we're yeah, in a, a good position this season. Uh, finished like at the minute we're third, and for me to get the club promoted again um, into the championship, which is a massive step for for the club and for everybody, um, that would be you know, I think that's one you know one of the goals and something to aim for. Um, and we're in good stead at the minute. To once everything's out of the way, we can fully focus on on back on the season and getting those results. Um, but again, yeah, yeah, obviously playing in the in the Super League would be another another aim for me. 
Um, it's it's just getting myself just super fit and get myself out there along with sort of the agency I'm with. They can give me a lot of support and and hopefully push myself to play to play in that league. Well, I absolutely wish you all the best of it. Um, if you are somebody who's listening to this and you're in a business and you're thinking, I wouldn't mind doing that, get in touch with Hannah or get in touch with the club or any of the girls because I'd like to see women's football pushed way further than it is. And like Hannah said, it's going in the right direction. Um, I'd like to see that pushed even further. So, sort of, I suppose one of the purposes of getting this on is to to illuminate the that how far the game's coming. The quality of it's fantastic, and I hope that it keeps going. It's my my wish. And as soon as COVID's over, I am going to come up, brave it with some gloves and, yeah, and a hat, and I'm going to come and watch a game. Watching. I absolutely will. Well. Honestly, thank you very, very much for doing this. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Um, we'll get it out there live and hopefully people, it gains more eyes. That's all I can hope. But I greatly appreciate Thanks you coming on and doing it. it. Thank it's, you very much. It's been, it's been good. It's good to have a chat.